Let's walk the talk. This is Clemens Magnatella on 702. 22 minutes after 11 o'clock. This is the special broadcast of the Clement Magnatella show live from the place where the State of the Nation address will be taking place. We're just outside the city hall. The sun is out. The skies are clear. Uh, preparations are underway for that crucial address at 7 p.m. Uh, tonight. And we've got a number of guests, people that we've been chatting to uh, since 9 o'clock. And I'll bring in the president of COSATU um, just after the headlines at 11.30 to tell us about Labour's expectations. But right now, I want to bring in Siviwe Kwahube, who is the, uh, the DA Chief Whip in Parliament. Siviwe, thanks for popping in. Good morning. Good morning, Clements, and good morning to your listeners. Let's start with the court matters this morning. The EFF lost again. Mm. Um, they lost again their court application because they wanted to really access Parliament, but at some point they wanted to also have the new rules that have been endorsed to be um, interdicted. How significant are these new rules that Parliament has endorsed? Because when I look at them, I don't think they're going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I think. Look, they they would be they are significant in in, in some way, but um, the reality here is that they don't. In the reason why we've endorsed them and voted for them is because we don't believe that they in any way stifle debate or are seeking to stifle uh, dissenting voices. The reality here is that Clement. The State of the Nation address is the president convenes, the speaker convenes the two houses of parliament mm. for the president to deliver his address. And then we we'll get an opportunity in the next week to debate that address. Where I think that the, the, the line has been crossed is where we have disruptions to the point where regardless of what you may think of this, the, the, the President's State mm. of the Nation address, there are people at home who wish, who wish mm. to hear mm. what the President has to say. You and I may have different views about the, the content of that address mm. and whether we agree with it, but the reality is that the House has been convened for the pr- purpose of him delivering that address. Mm. And I think what when we've seen the kind of disruptions we have seen, it is unfair to the people of South Africa who are expecting to hear the President speak. I think it is selfish for political parties to essentially disrupt proceedings to the point where proceedings cannot continue. I think the scenes we saw last year were the kind of scenes we should never see on the floor of Parliament, where we saw members of the security services essentially erupt out of a stage in in the middle of Parliament. I mean, our Parliament should never, ever, ever have that. So our view is that the rules should stay. And and quite frankly, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't raise point of orders. It doesn't mean you cannot have a point of privilege. But what it does do, it says you may not be able to disrupt the proceedings and frankly mm. as a party that you know wishes to keep the decorum of the house we have no problem with them what are you expecting from the president there we are a country in despair if we're being honest and i was saying to the listeners earlier you know yes there have been some positive things the springboks won the world cup uh, tyler won a grammy bafana bafana did amazing at the afcon uh, uh, tournament we had a brilliant team going to to the icj to represent us so the mood has been somewhat positive over the last couple of months but that's how far it goes we are still a country in despair with the greatest of challenges that affect the economy that affect job creation so the majority of people in this country their lives are 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 really not the best Mm -hmm. what should the president be saying today look clement i think there's very few things the president can say 
to really inspire any kind of hope to South Africans. The fact that, that we've got a 60% unemployment, youth unemployment rate, that 30 million people in South Africa are living in poverty. In fact, 5,000 people in South Africa are dying of malnutrition. We are not a poor country, Clement. We shouldn't have people who are going without food to the point where kids are being stunted because they cannot eat. And so these are some of the big challenges that are bread and butter issues to many South Africans. So I don't quite see how um, the fact that, you know, South Africans' lives are far worse today than they were in 2019 when this administration took over. So I don't quite see what the president can really say that can inspire any kind of hope. Um, but I do hope that he does address the issue around uh, the energy crisis because, of course, even though we are hopeful that uh, voters will make a different choice in, in the elections, we still are facing a crippling energy crisis that needs resolution, that he focuses a lot on some of the promises that he made around allowing independent power producers on, in so that we can see um, a more reliable energy production. Uh, we want to see an honest reflection from the president on what has really his administration done in five years because if you ask anyone on the ground they'll tell you that their lives have become worse the cost of living is crippling many south africans and so i hope that he can have an honest reflection on what has gone wrong and where what he believes um are some of the things that the low-hanging fruit mm. that he can target um and 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 so maybe present that to south africans but Honestly, I think that it will, you'll be hard-pressed to find anybody who walks away feeling inspired by the address tonight. I mean, it's an election year. What he's going to try to do is do exactly that, inspire and encourage, because this is the last time he's addressing the nation with this platform before the elections. Mm -hmm. But let's look at the big promise he made, I mean, the big um, announcement he made last year. That's of a new ministry, electricity minister. Mm -hmm. As the DA... With your assessment, do you think that's made a huge difference in resolving or trying to resolve the energy crisis? Not at all. I mean, I think we what we've seen is a, is a power tussle, essentially, between ministers uh, Gwede Mandashe and Praveen Kodan. Uh, and essentially, adding Minister Ramakhopa to the mix has done nothing to resolve the matter. Um, they spent a bit, better part of uh, the last year or so essentially deciding what his job description is going to be. And so I think it's one of those things where the president makes an announcement in the hope that it can buy him more time um, without actual real thinking around what is this going to really do. We haven't seen a resolution of the energy crisis in any meaningful way. And from the literature we're reading, we know that South Africa's economy is not going to grow beyond 1% if the energy crisis is not resolved. So that literally becomes the biggest stumbling block of this administration's making um, in South Africa's ability to create jobs. Mm -hmm. And these people that I'm talking about, these, these 7 out of 10 young people who remain jobless, will continue to remain jobless until we have an energy crisis that is resolved. And so there are many promises, and that's why I'm saying that it, it, I, would, I would be surprised to find anybody who finds any kind of, um, uh, there will be cold comfort mm. to find from the president's uh, uh, address tonight. Okay. Um, yeah. I want to ask you this um, as a last question. As the chief whip of the Democratic Alliance in Parliament, did you ever sit down with Lenis Breitenberg after the comments she made about the public protector um, advocate Koleka Kaleka that he, she suggested she slept her way to the top. Did you have mm -hmm. a conversation with her about it? 
a lot of people, including Koleka, she told me she was offended by those comments. Mm, mm. Look, I mean, Clement, that, that, in my view, was a completely unfortunate turn of, of, of phrase and, 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 and uh, comments. I certainly would never um, condone any kind of uh, suggesting that women don't belong in certain spaces and that the only way that uh, is uh, the, the, that kind of um, those accolades are attained is by sleeping their way to the top. I think it does very little to uh, advance the cause of women, particularly in, uh, in spaces of work. Um, and so I think that there's a lot that we can say about what um, has happened with the, the Office of the Public Protector mm. over the past uh, 10 years. And I think that there is a lot that uh, Advocate Breitenbach brings uh, to the caucus in terms of institutional knowledge in that space. And uh, I look forward to her holding the Public Protector accountable in the next term. So I think we, we must never, um, you know, be in a race to the bottom. Um, and I think we must never, you know, be distracted. When we, we must hold people accountable, we must be robust in how we talk and how we and how we conduct ourselves but i think we must be careful otherwise we may be doing more harm than good thank you so much for making time for us that's the da chief whip in parliament